0: It's gonna take yeah, a while I to get through. <laughs> well,
1: we yeah. don't have to answer them all. Yeah.
0: Well, we may as well because we got nothing else to talk about. Five.
1: five, five to talk about four, four.
0: Three. Two. And one. One. Hello world. in a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. I had no problem getting right set up today. <laughs> None at all. I do not have two thousand dollars worth of fucking equipment hooked up (laughs) to one microphone to get it to work on skype (laughs) skype (sighs) been around since 1972 give or take two thousand dollars and a microphone more like like 1996 or seven actually with skype if i'm thinking correctly yeah skype's been around forever ever and ever
1: i know it was like a pioneer but i think that you might be exaggerating
0: I'm pretty sure it came out during Vietnam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Initial release date 2003.
0: 2003? But it,
1: that's like a long time still. So okay. So, so
0: now with that being the case. But it's younger um, than
1: both my children.
0: Does it mention at all? Well, I mean, okay. does it mention at all MSN Messenger.
1: Skype is a telecommunications application that specializes in providing video chat and voice calls between computers, tablets, mobile devices, the Xbox One console, blah, 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 blah.
0: I bet it does oh, you not. Mean the
1: advent of hang on. No. Throughout 2016 and 2017, Microsoft redesigned its Skype clients in a way that transitions Skype from peer-to-peer service to a centralized Azure service. And adjusted the, use, use, the user interfaces of apps to make out text blah, 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 blah,
0: blah. Uh-huh. So yeah, in 2003, so the Microsoft this was operated.
1: So yeah, in 2003. Yeah.
0: And then all of was a sudden, good this year, as I recall. came out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, just, songs was, a, songs about Jane by Maroon Five, which everybody.
1: Why does everybody hate Maroon Five? I don't understand. I don't. Again. I don't understand it either. Uh, Maroon I, uh, Five is uh, so fun. My son, when he was a little boy, like little, little, he'd always ask me, because I would play Maroon 5 in the car, and he'd ask me for the pirate song. The pirate song. And it was that song, song. whoa, whoa. Oh. Oh, which one was it? But to him, it sounded like pirates singing that's so cute isn't it the cutest i it reminds,
0: love it it reminds me a little bit of ale um lovely hit yo ho mexico <laughs> um,
1: oh i have a story about a pirate
0: i have a story about ale
1: <laughs> did i interrupt it
0: <laughs> uh no i just i'm looking up the oh no <laughs> so i just, <laughs> so i just okay tangent number one because we haven't even gotten to anything yet. hailstorm <laughs> has, a, its deluxe album, has every song in the album but for dogs, quote unquote. So I just looked up the lyrics for Mexico by Aelstorm, and it gave me the lyrics for Mexico for dogs. And it's just <laughs> wolf, 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 wolf. It's just wolf, <laughs> the entire page, the entire damn page. So now mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go to. uh, Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sephardi, South of the Cactus Grows, uh, Tequila and a Monkey Show. Oh, God. Mexico. <laughs> yo ho, Mexico. Yeah, it's a great song. My it name is like, David O'Shea, and I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com. I'm joined, as always, by Beth.
2: Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate <laughs> life for me. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I've met H I V R H U I T on Twitter.
0: And Veronica.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at C H I L E underscore Pepper on Twitter.
0: We're in the happy hour at happyhour on twitter dot com. Um, so I was uh, completely distracted as the first four minutes of this podcast has you know, shown because <laughs> of this horrendous nonsense that I'm dealing with in my goddamn studio. I'm I'm sick of it. I have wires everywhere. I had to cook uh, up this final solution in like literally the last ten minutes because i whatever. Okay, so that's done. Then we got talking about Maroon Five, then we got talking about uh pirate uh, and then <laughs> pirates. Now so
1: here's my story.
0: Yes, go I was
1: in the I was in the ICBC office waiting to renew that's the insurance corporation of British Columbia. That waiting is also, to renew
0: it's also yeah. known as, yeah, the, um, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, the Ick, Ick. Yep, there
1: go. <laughs> um, I was like 25 months pregnant with my daughter and I had my son, with me. <laughs> he was at, we, I was waiting to renew my insurance. And so we were just like hanging around, waiting in line. And, um, there's this fellow, like two or three ahead of us who gets to the desk and he starts talking. And he's wearing, like, a bandana around his head. He's got an earring. He's missing some teeth. He's got, like, a scraggly beard. And Max goes, Mommy, look! A pirate! Nailed That's it. That's adorable. <laughs> and then he turned around and he's like, I'm like, oh, I am just yeah. you know, I was trying to. Anyway, he said, I've been called many things. Never been called a pirate. Wow. <laughs> He had really? old role, too. I'm a little drawl yeah, too. A little surprise. Yeah, but Max was like so excited. Mommy, look, a pirate! He had this oh, big I... smile on his face. Was he was like not even two.
0: So, um, when your daughter was born, she could immediately go to school then.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> old enough to go to school by that time after that gestation wow. period. It's
0: like yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like an elephant. <laughs> Because when, it, because when elephants are born, they already know what to do. It's kind they're, of like, yeah,
1: they're like, oh, exactly. calculus, I got this. It's fine.
0: Yeah, I can well, remember.
1: Can For her, cartoon. she's going to be mortified if she ever hears this. But yeah, she was, she was just in charge of everything. It took Max was like six by the time I finally got him. <laughs> but she was just like, I'm done with this. And she never wore diapers again. And that was it. Wow. Wow. She made the decision. I'm just kidding, Max well yeah (laughs) does max listen to us no max here's my side of the conversation oh
0: Oh, well that's a problem then isn't it uh so listeners as you can tell um the habs were eliminated from the playoffs so we have nothing habs related to talk about drafts drafts coming well yeah veronica does beth does too i do not (laughs) <laughs> I have completely washed myself of, of, of post hockey. I, uh, I, I don't care who wins. I will probably watch the Stanley cup final, but I just did not invested at all. What I am invested in, but I was not prepared for today was getting, uh, such and such, uh, our almost draft picks that we might get in the whatever, blah, blah, and et cetera, the, for the, the draft, whenever that happens in early October, uh, because there's uh, now we're we're slowly but surely careening until into yet another unknown with hockey, because who knows, as we spoke to with John Liu uh, last week, who knows when we're going to have another season of hockey? We do not know. And with that, that's all I have to say. Girls, take it. <laughs> you go back. Ladies, rather.
1: Well, thank you, David.
0: Women. You know, well, actually. Yeah. What's wrong with ladies? I want to have it out you right now. You said
2: girls.
0: I yes. did say girls. I forgot we girls, live in a Girls. <laughs> girls. tips. Um... Girls. <laughs> girls.
1: <laughs>
0: don't make don't me again to mom. What's wrong my with ladies?
1: Food. Honestly, I'm a bad feminist.
0: It is. No,
1: um... so I don't. Wait, you said what, Veronica? I don't know what's wrong with the the term ladies. Oh I don't like think ladies. Yeah, I like ladies. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Well, I like you,
0: ladies I think,
1: too. <laughs> we don't <agree. laughs> David, that much is clear. Um, okay. what were you gonna is- say lady? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Do you have a hab a hab thing that you wanted to say, Beth? Um
2: no, I wanted I wanted to yell about Elaine Vigneault.
0: Then talk about Elaine Vigneault! He's a
2: that guy. He's a he's a bitch.
0: He went from
1: <laughs> He went from was, having our respect and our our fear of him as a
0: good coach. And it just went complete to shit in the matter yeah. of like a day. <laughs> yeah. started, we couldn't talk about this with John Liu because John Liu is a respectable person. Yes. And we, yeah. we we can't bring him down to the gutter that we no. roll We're around about in. we mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I have no, long, no love for uh, Vigneault.
2: Yeah, no. He is, he, he's so blinded by his own privilege that he can't acknowledge the fact, like he, was it him that said that dumb shit about Matt Dumba or is that somebody else? That, that was the, that was the Panthers guy. Matt Dumba? What? The guy that was like, I didn't realize Matt Dumbo was of color. Oh, when Dale he's when he, yes, okay, yeah. yes, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: When okay, Matt. In case you guys haven't seen Matt Dumbo, he is literally brown.
1: Like I've seen him. He's
2: he's. Oh, sorry, I meant like the listeners. Like he's oh. <laughs> he's he's literally brown. He's brown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He maybe thought Matt Dumpa had a tanning bit. Anyway, but Elena <laughs> Vigneault is just, like, he just doubled down so much on his dumb bullshit that he pulled out of his dog's butthole. <laughs> like, it just, it, it makes, like, look, I, I'm a brown lady. Veronica's a brown lady. I'm a brown lady. Dave's into Brown Lady. very white. <laughs> Dave likes Brown ladies. Dave likes
0: Brown Ladies. <laughs> All right. It's only
2: one of these
0: episodes. <laughs> but, but, one of these episodes. but Dave okay. is also okay. but
2: like Dave's a really okay. Dave's a Dave's an ally. He's a good ally. But um oh, yeah. He's like a great ally. We <sighs> I, don't, I don't know how to say it. like we're, we we <laughs> have experienced things as not white people, that white people don't experience. We have experienced things that Dave will never deal with. And Dave can see that even though Dave can see like, oh, like, I've got all this privilege. Yay me, but let me see how I can use that to help other people. Dave has been to more protests and had more COVID tests as a result of these (laughs) protests than anybody else that I know. So, I can (laughs) speak about that.
0: um. (laughs) I can speak about that briefly. And for some reason, you yeah. sound yeah. super close. Um, oh, so I was back. holding
2: my... I was holding my...
1: Is this better?
0: Yeah, you can just lay it down. You okay. don't have to hold it to your face. I mean, okay. Sorry. So He's cranky
1: today, folks.
0: So, yeah. Because I was spending the last two, three yes, hours... Yes,
1: we know, we know, we yes. know.
0: Trying to okay. figure out Fiddling. how to thing your works. your story? Now. So, here we go. Um... Yeah, anyway, no, I had a, I had a COVID test today because I went to uh, D.C. to do the march down there. And, um, you know, tens of thousands of people, high risk of probably getting the COVID. So I went to uh, UAlbany today, which has a testing center uh, ran by the National Guard. Very lovely fellows. And, um, yeah, I got a swab shoved up my nose. Uh... And I had this done before and it was for 30 seconds. This one was only for 15 seconds, blessedly, but I think they substituted the extra 15 seconds that this one did not take by shoving it directly into my goddamn (laughs) eyeball. (laughs) Holy hell. Like I can, whenever I, if I think about it, I can feel like a chamber within, within, I can feel a chamber within my face that's just a void where that, fuck Thing was regardless, but yeah, no. I mean, when, when it comes to these crazy, obscenely grotesque situations that we saw this past week in what's the town called Kenosha? <laughs> Kenosha. I don't even know what mm-hmm. state it's in. Wisconsin? It's in Wisconsin. It's one
2: Wisconsin.
0: of the Wisconsin. All right, Wisconsin. Where
2: the <laughs> cheese
0: Gotcha. Thank you. So that's right. Yeah. With. The shooting of, uh, Jacob, is it Blake? Blake, Jacob? I thought, no, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Jacob Blake. Thank you. Jacob Blake. And then, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, shooting two protesters. Um, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, I think, I think is a little of an aside. That gets more into the political aspect of the, the zeitgeist, which is a term I hate using because it's so ugh, posh. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, mm. but with but with Jacob Blake being shot like that, it, it brings into stark contrast uh, again what happened with George Floyd, what happened with Breonna Taylor, what's happening now with the NHL. Importantly, something that happened uh, last week was a historic moment in sports. Historic. Yes. It's never happened before yeah. where the NBA postponed the playoffs. Because the Milwaukee Bucks said, nope, we're not going to play. They, um, I don't know if boycott's the right word. They went on strike.
1: On strike, I guess. is Yeah.
0: And um, one the... team followed the other. And the whole playoffs were uh, for that day were postponed. And what were you saying, Veronica? For the
1: next day, too. Yeah. And for the next day, too. And <clears throat> uh, MLS also yep. did. WNBA also did. Um MLB also did, but only partially. And so to tie it back to the Alain Vigneault story, um that so by the time the Milwaukee Bucks decided to walk out, um, one NHL game had already been played. Uh, I believe one was about to be played, and then the nighttime game. And so it was kind of um That day for the second game that was played ahead, so ahead of the Philadelphia Flyers. So by that time, Twitter and social media and everybody were going, why are these guys going to play this game? Because we'd already seen what happened with the NBA walking out, right? And so people were already pissed about the privileged elite you know, predominantly white NHL going through with this, and then I actually turned on that game because I was interested to see what their quote unquote moment of reflection was going to consist of, and it was actually embarrassing. um mm-hmm. that They don't that they don't come out and say Black Lives Matter to me really irks me. That you know we skate for Black equal Lives, rights. we you equal know we rights. you know no, yeah that
0: against racism Black
1: Lives Matter really gets under my skin. But, um, so he, 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 he made a mention, I think that he made a mention of, um, Jacob Blake. And then he said, you know, we're going to have a moment of reflection and here we go. Like it wasn't even a moment of anything. And so that, that put a really bad taste in my mouth, but what came out afterwards, um, in the post-game post game comments or the post-game presser that Alain Vigneault did was he was asked about, you know, if there was any consideration of a walkout considering what the NBA had done. And what he proceeded, he proceeded to go on and on and on and on, like I am right now. Oh about, my God. About how he has no idea what's going on in the outside world. He has you know, he hasn't even read an article or a sports article or done anything ever since we eliminated the Montreal Canadians. Like, how does he, why does he work that in? Is because he's yeah. a little bitch, number one, that he works in ever since we eliminated the Montreal Canadian. Oh, so before you eliminated the Montreal Canadiens, you, you did know what Black Lives Matter was, maybe? Yeah. But you thought he, about he all works you that could... in because he, he wants to rile us up, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and he's very good at it, clearly. But his, I think that looking back on it, I cannot imagine that his PR person wouldn't have prepared him for that question. About, I, I can't imagine. So I think that his little speech there and his little joke, or you know, like his little routine there that he did, talking about how he doesn't know anything. And I guess I'm just a hockey nerd, oh, shucks. You know, all that. I think that that backfired on him. For many reasons, but mainly because I think that he, there's no chance that he did not know about that NBA walkout, and if he didn't, then people should probably be fired who prep him for these meetings. Um, I think that he was just trying to completely not answer the question, perhaps in effort to... Uh, deflect any criticism on his players for going ahead and playing the game, right? That's what I think that he was trying to do and it and it backfired on him because of the backlash. and I mean people were calling him racist, all that shit. I don't believe any of that shit but he like it's just his little his little routine that he likes to do, you know, being cute with the media it's it's really tiresome. And then, He refused to speak to the media the following day. Um, That evening, even um, uh, Craig Button on TSN was calling it abhorrent what he said. Because the reason that I think he was putting on a show and he was lying about not knowing about this is because he didn't even ask the question. He didn't say, what do you mean? What's going on? Or what do you mean? Like, why is everybody out there protesting? Like, what happened now? Like, you know. He can he can be excused or forgiven for not knowing what's going on, but he didn't even ask. So that's why I think he was putting on a show. And then uh, the the following day when he 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 had this that was two days later two days later four pages long of a prepared statement, and then he took no questions and left. And then these four pages, (laughs) as you know, in that article that I shared with you guys on the weekend, he made a speech. He was like this full-on sanctimonious speech about how good a person he is and how he answers to nobody and shaming anybody who would criticize. Like, it was just, he, it was so stupid.
0: If he made he himself just, the victim.
1: He made himself the victim. And if he had just come out and said, I fucked up, I was just trying to protect my players, you know, let's talk about the game today, Black Lives Matter, whatever. Like, yeah. he could have kept it, like, really pity, but he decided to... Make that whole speech, and I was just like, Oh Jesus. But when I watched it on TV, when I watched him give it, it really seemed to me because he did say, I'm guilty of this, I'm guilty of this, I'm guilty of that. It really seemed to me that um, even though I think he was being sincere, I think that, you know, a, 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 after he gave that speech it was my impression that he actually really didn't understand what was going on because well, if he had understood what was going on. He wouldn't have been that much of a dick. I would hope.
2: Yeah. But also like he also does, it's not just him either. It's, it's, and it's not just in the hockey world. It's not just sports. It's people who are not black saying I support what they're doing or what's going on and not saying specifically, I support the protests. I support black people. I support A, B, C, D, E thing that is, they don't say a specific thing. They say, I support what's going on, everything that's going on, what they're doing. And that's really frustrating because people are out there putting themselves in vulnerable positions to make the whole world a better place for everybody as much as they can and <clears> these <throat> people who if they even if they say this one thing it most likely won't affect their life in a huge way or another like like if lady vignola said i support black lives matter movement or i sub- even if he said i support the protesters that would have been like okay cool that's not, that's that's not something that happens very often a hockey coach saying this thing does not happen and it would have been seen as a good thing by
1: most reasonable people
2: yes exactly but he took the easy way out and it's not like I said it's not just him it's people who are not understanding like they need to be specific if they really do support this they can't just say I support what's happening because you can put anything in there yeah and it's like you don't care
1: the second the other side of this coin too is the man's ego oh for his sure his ego was really bruised and that's that's why he came out and wrote four pages by like, himself oh we're writing essays
2: ah. by
1: himself like and then took no
2: questions did. like what a
1: like okay john tortorella like yeah who do you think you are Four, four pages about what an excellent person I am, and you guys are bad. And that's it. No question. Come on. it's it, it, Yeah, it was, it was the ego. It was the ego. The ego was bruised, particularly because, you know, people like, you know, you have to imagine that he's referring to people like Craig Button um, saying what he said after he said what he said. But you know what? They were both ill-advised. The first speech and the second speech were both ill-advised. Get, get you know, stop doing your little comedy routine there, Ellie, and worry about your team just maybe winning a game here because maybe they're on the brink. Yep.
2: Clearly, all that video you were busy watching hasn't
1: helped. So yeah, I thought yeah, I thought little were, clown. Twenty t-shirt. hours a day.
0: Didn't know it would take a hockey nerd to eliminate the Habs in six games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> After he eliminated the Montreal Canadiens. No like, it just made no sense. It made no sense in his little speech. I didn't
0: realize we were dealing with a savant here. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'm race man. So the, um, the whole <laughs> bit with Vigneault, also, it's just... It may be an ego thing. I agree, Veronica. Um, it may be... um him trying to deflect away from the players as well. However, that's all the circus next to the real issue. And the real issue, Beth, as you said, is never concretely spoken about. At least not by the people of uh, Vigneault's caliber, coaches and what have you. Um, it's um, It has to change. And somebody that surprised me quite a bit uh, when all of this was happening and the NHL continued to play games that particular night was one of the panelists on Sportsnet. What is his name? Kelly Rudy. Kelly Rudy. Big props to him. That was the last thing I expected out of him. Yeah.
1: I forgive him now.
0: Good job, buddy. You can come on to Happy Hour anytime. (laughs) Like um,
1: Kelly Rudy and also Craig Simpson and Chris Simpson and Chris Johnston um, all alluded to, like, Chris Simpson even said, I'm sick to my stomach that we're even here tonight. Yeah. You know, but yeah. in a way, like, I was hearing Mitch Melnick. What I what I also thought when she said that was, then why did you go to work? Make a statement. You know, yep. but that's mm-hmm. besides the point.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, so, there's... yeah,
1: a lot of the people were...
0: There's the impact of saying it, and then there's the impact of not being there. Yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, there's different weights there, but, um, that are so marginal, I think. If there's. And now
1: I think that, um, a point that was made when the NBA decided to go on strike was, um, that that was a player-led initiative. It wasn't the NBA. Although Mm. the NBA and their owners at least outwardly were supportive. It was a player-led initiative. And so then um, Ryan Reeves, I was watching him last night on SportsCenter. He went to bed that night um, kind of going, yeah, why are we going to play? Because his first instinct was, yeah, we're going to play. But then he was like, yeah, why are we going to play? And then he woke up to a text from Kevin Shattenkirk. Um, I think he's with Tampa now. Kind of like, hey, how are you doing? And then the conversation kind of started going, and then all of the players were um, supportive of each other, and then it was announced the following day that, you know, expect no NHL games to be played. And maybe better late than never, but it's it's better late than never. And not only was it better late than never, these guys are really embracing what they can do with their platform in this moment. Because when the games were coming back and the players had their time with the press, the press was asking about hockey and they kept on bringing the issue back to yes. Black Lives Matter and you know the police brutality and all of that stuff and what they can do. So, um, yep. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Well, and and, I mean, it just, I even tweeted it out on Twitter. Like they, they are sort of deeper than most of us gave them credit for. And that by what I mean by that is, you know, these guys, they're hockey, they're athletes, they're professional athletes. And right now they're playing for the biggest prize in hockey. And so for them to, I don't know, man, it was, I, I just didn't expect it out of the NHL. I really, really didn't. And it's, so. Validating to me as somebody who continues to cheer for this sport,
0: it's a. um. So, well, first and foremost, whenever we're asking hockey players anything, they're going to get pucks deep. That's been the mantra yeah. for, I don't know, 70 years, give or take. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is that who in in hockey media is going to ask players about stuff like that? They're not used to doing that. Uh, You hardly ever hear about societal questions going to players, even in the midst of such a tumult that we're going through now. Uh, So it's really interesting. And I had a good point to make up. I just remembered it. Thank God. So (laughs) you were talking about how uh, better late than never. I agree. However... Uh, L. Sharpton in D.C. did not mention the NHL when talking about the, the strikes. Yes,
1: I saw that.
0: And that's, um, it's like, that's the moment you have to rise. And sure, you missed that moment, and it was noticed by the entire community. Yes, also noticed yeah. by that entire community, they did postpone games. But you got to you got it. the iron had cooled off at that point you're ruining your hammer you know the, all that stuff that put a symbolism but you know what?
1: It, it also it also sparked a lot of um helpful conversations like it's it's a conversation now and it's not i mean they were better late than never because they were already playing and they were already like Prepared to play and whatever. I, I'm not excusing their lack of uh, speed to get these games delayed, but I can comprehend because I don't think that when we're looking at the, including Brad Marchand, for God's sake, everybody just united in this uh, in this belief that Black Lives Matter and police brutality has to stop. Um, I don't think that they're acting about that right now. So I do believe that that's what's in their hearts. And they did fuck it up by by not walking out with the rest of everybody. But they got it right eventually.
0: My point stands.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no,
3: I I totally
1: agree. No, your point does stand, Dave. Your point absolutely does stand.
0: No, but But I understand. I know what you mean. It is good that they're doing it, yeah. Right. No, it is good. Yeah,
2: it's just it's so frustrating that hockey is always so late to everything. Yeah. Like I, I love know. hockey so much, but sometimes I want to just like if I could just grab hockey, the, or the let me say the NHL by like the scruff of its shirt and just like li- like do like the mom scold, be like, get your shit together. Don't make me embarrass you in front of all these other sports leagues. Yeah, that's not a thing that...
0: There is one time I was playing recreational soccer, um, youth league. Uh, My mother was a rep in this league. And uh, (laughs) I collided with a other, you know, minuscule boy about my size. And um, I fell on his hand. And um, I'm not sure if he broke his finger or not, but he was in a lot of pain. So I stood up and started walking Mm -hmm. away. And my mother pointed at me and she said i hope you feel this big i was like what i'm eight years fucking old what the hell are you doing
1: anyway, making a man out of you
0: i guess i mean i freaking wrecked that guy's world so whatever don't recall if we won that game or not but i'm a beast at soccer anyway um we've i have all something else that today. i wanted to say yeah, go ahead. About
1: about the, the players strike, particularly in the NBA. Because it came out a couple of days ago that um LeBron, who is he's just the best activist in the world, and I can't, yeah, he's can't great. say enough about LeBron James. I mean he's 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 basically funding and supporting an entire community involved with his school. Like, just everything that he does is the right thing, this guy. And so he reached out to Barack Obama. Because at one point, I guess, LeBron was saying, I'm going home. And so he reached out to Barack Obama. The two were buds. And Obama, the conversation, obviously, the result of the conversation that they had was that it was better to get back and play the games. Because playing the games, you have the spotlight on you after every game and you can use your platform to get the message out and these athletes are role models for all of our youth and so everything that he can say about the movement every time he's got a mic in front of his face is going to reach somebody and so that was the determination that they arrived at that it was okay you've You've made your point. You've made an an historic point by shutting down not only your league, but every other professional league for two days. That's never happened, and it was because of a human rights movement. So now you go back, and with your mic in front of your face, make your point and fight for your cause. And so then I saw this guy on Twitter and I replied to him and I've since muted him so I can't find him who who said something idiotic. Like, thanks, Barack. Like, what was it? Um, So what did he call him? Like, the he called Barack part of the oligarchy because I guess he thought that the NBA should not have resumed and he just didn't get it. And I just, and then that kind of, opinion gets regurgitated and regurgitated and becomes pervasive online as well. There's just so much noise out there that it's annoying. And if I have to talk, if I have to see another tweet from one more person in my timeline, who's replying to me, trying to justify the shooting of Jacob Blake, I'm going to, I'm going to throw things. It's you, it's, fundamentally inhuman that you would want or think that this is good for people to be shot seven times in the back in front of their child in front of their children i don't understand i don't understand how anybody could try to justify that as it's somehow a good thing and on the other hand this other kid this 17 year old terrorist who goes and murders two people And his mother drove him there, and she's dressed up like a combat war veteran or whatever. I don't understand how. what what is going on with the world. Stop trying to tell me that the guy who got shot seven times in the back while he was unarmed deserved it. I've had it.
0: Uh, Hey, uh, so um, straight white guy here, uh, longtime listener, first time caller, Uh, (laughs) all of those, uh, anybody that's defending uh, the officer that shot Jacob Blake, uh, you can go fuck yourself. You're a fucking idiot, a detriment to society and a bootlicking fascist. So fuck you. Uh, The officer that did that is a complete fucking idiot, should be tried, put behind bars for the rest of his life until he rots. Kyle Rittenhouse is 17. I'm not entirely sure how, uh, you know, minor uh, adult laws apply to that kid, but he, he be too. An
3: adult.
0: He too. Good. Because he too mm-hmm. should be put into a jail for the rest of his life until he rots. I don't care how young he is. He fucked up and he wanted to be a cop. So fuck them. That's very telling. It is very telling. Yep. So, thank you, Veronica, and thank you, uh, straight white man, for calling.
1: <laughs> He's very white.
0: We appreciate your opinion. Not you can go you
1: go sunscreen to bed tonight. A Forty-five sunscreen.
0: You can, um, you can go to bed tonight, knowing that your opinion was heard, acknowledged. You can you can warm up some yes. milk to help you sleep at night.
2: Put a little. I was gonna say put a little vanilla in it, but he probably doesn't have any in his house.
0: No, that's not. That's very true. <laughs> now, uh, we're about to I think we're a little past the halfway point of the episode at least. And I think we did do something Habs related. So we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> take the truck and we're gonna bring it back onto the highway.
2: Swing uh, it around.
0: Just kind of <laughs> swing it around, get out of the dirt roads of authoritarianism and fascism. <laughs> Which is definitely a interesting thing that is happening. But we decided to take questions from our listeners, and we got I a have good back. I I want to
1: say. I had something that I wanted to say about Philippe Danot.
0: What about Phil? What would he do?
1: So last week he was asked. Because that
0: freaking guy. <laughs> okay, yeah, go. For
1: because it. of the rise of of our two very young. Talented centermen who were significant contributors in the postseason for the Montreal Can- Canadiens. Because we have some goddamn depth! Yes!
0: At center. So
1: he At was center. asked, was it Arpin? Our friend, friend of the podcast, Arpin
0: Basu? Mm. Friend of the podcast? Arpin Basu? Is he yeah, there, angles
1: uh, I, I can't remember who asked him, but. I can't was... tell
0: him apart. <laughs> <laughs> so They're all when... friends. <laughs> they're all friends
1: they're all with like, beards yeah, and with glasses beard um, so yeah so he was asked if he was prepared to take on and I'm paraphrasing here uh, help me out if you can to take on a less offensive role with the club because of how well uh, Suzuki and Kotkaniemi performed and he said well no like I love producing offense, blah, blah, blah. Well, by the end of the day, everybody on Habs Twitter was trading him. What do you expect him to say? He is a proud professional athlete. Playing hockey is his job. And hockey is a competitive sport. If he had answered any other way, I would have been disappointed in him. And they're still trading him today. It's just ridiculous. That's exactly what he's supposed to say. Well, Fuck you. This, That's I, what he's supposed to say. Yeah.
0: At this point I think we're trading the uh, the whole farm because <laughs> it's the off season.
1: And we're acquiring Patrick Whiting apparently.
2: Yeah. Oh, I saw may, that.
0: I may saw as well. For, uh, for Domi Caulfield and uh, And a <laughs> first <laughs> and Oh, I
2: saw I saw Domi uh, um uh r- 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 paling and a first.
0: I'll do it. Done. See you later. My paling. Yeah. For a first?
2: For the first though? We can't trade a first. No. I don't
0: care about picks anymore.
1: Yeah. No. I want
0: to a- I want to take all 14 of our picks and shoot <laughs> them into the sun. <laughs> I am sick of it. I'm sick of it.
1: Take the cap space with you. Yeah. You know what? You know all that buddy.
2: So I just so there's this. There's this YouTube channel I watch, um, called Good Mythical Morning and they do this thing where they eat uh fast food like food like entrees from fast food places around the world and they try to guess what country it's from and sometimes the person who's really who's losing gets eleven darts at the end and they just throw them all at the map at once and that's like what I pictured you doing with all the draft picks. <laughs>
1: I could just, just see David. One of these days, the you guys just look out.
0: Sometimes, <laughs> like very angry, and my like anger is gun? quiet. With <laughs> a
2: t-shirt gun, him and like his <laughs> his uh, his fan Zamboni,
1: <laughs> fan the fan zam. Oh. just <laughs> blasting. We love your rage, Dave. We do.
0: It's when my rage gets quiet. That's when um that's when things bad things happen. Oh, I know. That's so what I kids say too. So that that's when I take <laughs> all of the draft picks and I just throw them into the ocean. A <laughs> primordial soup of the draft. Oh. And we're not even going to have a taste. So that's we going to be out. real
2: salty. Any questions? Yeah, exactly. we do so anyway, fun. that's all I wanted to say about Pilitano. Yeah, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Fuck off. God forbid a man have feelings, yeah, and emotional range, and yeah. actually says something that isn't just a bullshit canned answer.
1: Yeah. Imagine.
0: Imagine that. he
1: Has passion.
2: Yeah. Imagine that he wants to be on the Montreal Canadiens yeah. <laughs> and play important an important role. Anyway, questions, questions.
1: Let's go. Okay.
0: Question. Uh, question uh yeah we got a few of them don't we so uh number one from habs fan 22 siash who is usually in charge of our f-bomb rating
1: oh right yes, yes yes
0: yes if i'm correct about that i think i am uh which former hab are you guys rooting for uncle nate cousin nick radulov sergachev that guy who used to be captain or only future habs like barzel or flurry I have an answer for this. I do too. Same. None of them. I don't give None a fuck about any of those people anymore. What the
1: fuck do you care?
0: But at the same time, I also just don't watch the hockey anymore. I'm just done. That's it. I have I have cashed my check. Beth, how about you?
2: Um, I am rooting for Matt Barzell. Just be- one because yeah. he's hot, and two. He's hot, and he speaks French. And two, if the Islanders win the Stanley Cup, I want to watch John Tavares just lose his fucking shit.
1: This is what I'm cheering for. I'm cheering for the Islanders because of John Tavares and Lou Lamorello.
0: That would be, I, I would welcome this outcome. Yeah. That is as formal as I can... Which is
1: also why I'm very pleased for the uh, individual success of one Nazem Kadri in this postseason. He's much easier to like now that he's not on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm.
0: That's right. And he's one
1: of the voices for the Black Lives Matter movement within the NHL
0: and the Hockey Diversity Alliance. That's what it is. HDA. 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 The Hida, as they call it. The Hida. Nobody calls it that. Uh, Yeah, I'm not
1: interested in any former HAB players? Like why? How does that even work? Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous.
0: Next question comes from our good friend D. Good stick Lecky. Uh what are y'all looking forward to most? Hi D most when next season gears up. And also, this is a two parter. (laughs) <laughs> if you had to be stranded on an island with three halves, not named, Shea Weber or Carey Price, and your survival depend on the halves you choose, who would you be stranded with, Éveque Pacois?
1: I know who. Okay. I Go. Would want, if I can't have Shea Weber, give me Ben Chirot so that he can chop wood and catch Good. food. Um, All right, that's Nick one. Suzuki, All right. because he is so smart. He's a wonderkind. Yep. Um he if he doesn't have all of the survivalist skills, I'm sure he can invent them. Yeah. So that is very helpful. <laughs> and number three, I want Victor Mete because he's got a good sense of humor and he loves being silly, which is my favorite thing.
0: Yeah. You
3: still
1: have to invent entertainment. Out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There you go. And There's uh what are you and what are you looking forward to next season?
1: Uh the kids. Uh Romanov, Suzuki, Kotkanyemi, um, just them having the confidence of what they were able to accomplish in the off season, even though not in the postseason, even though they were eliminated in the first round, mm-hmm. they got some really valuable experience there. And so for me, next year it's the kids for sure. And whatever happens in this off season, because I think that something exciting will happen.
0: Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Let's see what Bergevin thinks about that. All right, Beth, mm-hmm. here we go.
2: Um, so I'm most excited. I want to see what happens in Rojo I'm on tenterhooks waiting to see if he, like, what happens at camp, Um, if he goes to the Rocket or the Habs, and then what his story is through the next season how long he's with whichever team he ends up with when he moves i just want to see i love no jolson um and i want to see what happens with him if if i were on an island i'd pick no jolson because he can do things like he said he would have been a firefighter if he weren't a hockey player so i imagine that he can is, is a capable human being um Brendan Gallagher, because he's fun, but he, I feel like he also, like, he, he can cook things. So, I'm like, hey, I found this island squash. Can you grill this somehow? <laughs> and he'd be like, I'll figure something out. Um, <laughs> and then, Philip Deneau, because he likes to be out on the water so he could build us a
1: boat. Right.
0: Excellent choices. Good call. Good call. Excellent yeah. choice. As for myself, <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. What am I looking forward to next season? I'm looking forward to watching a fucking game next season for starters. Please God. Yes. But as for the Habs themselves, yeah. What, what's the thing I'm most likely looking forward to? Yeah, I think Romanov's my guy. I want to see how he adapts. I want to see uh, who he gets paired with, and everything. Um, he's the guy that I think is going to be the axle upon which the defense moves, depending on depending on how well he does. Because we're either going to get more of the same next year, or we can be more dynamic difen- defensively with him. Now, my picks for the for the island getaway with David OJ. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely Jeff Petrie. One hundred percent gonna bring that guy along. Um rationale, please. Why? He looks like an outdoorsy fellow.
1: Okay.
0: And if he can raise eight kids, then he can probably survive (laughs) an island. (laughs) Same thing with Dale Weiss, my other pick.
3: Whoa.
0: Um I Mm -hmm. have a feeling that when push comes to shove that nature would not bend him to his will (laughs) and then we need somebody to eat oh Thomas Tatar no 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 I definitely take Tatar (laughs) as well all three of those guys seem like guys that could could get stuff done and uh, I think we would all survive together
1: yeah
0: very well very funny Tatar. I
2: feel ta-tar. like I feel like you guys would all have your shirts tied around your heads within the first five minutes.
0: <laughs> no, they'd be all tied around our waist. We all have flannel shirts. Be like, man, it's hot out. <laughs> oh my god.
3: <laughs>
2: Poor
0: ta-tar. question. Can't even.
3: <laughs>
1: Thomas. Always... Ta-tar. Ta-tar. tatar. He'd just be out there. Tatar. Like just out. Yelling. Wrote oh, his
0: name in the sand like eight times. <laughs> I can't stop him. <laughs> like the place where we like, oh, that's weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and if you look to your left, you'll see uh, uh, Thomas Tar written
1: on an <laughs> island.
3: Again.
1: <laughs> you can see it from the satellite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the ISS is like, what's happening? <laughs> oh.
0: This is a good one. So, okay, uh, and thank you, D, for that question. Thank you, thank you, D. Um, next question comes from Kanadzian in The Six. That's Emily. Um, she asks, what was your favorite moment aspect of the postseason that has been less talked about? We all know Price, KK, and Suzuki is the big talk of the series, but is there a smaller thing that you loved? Go.
1: Brett Kulak. Yeah, and that was the yep. reply the reply to her tweet, too, and that oh, was my was first there? instinct. And that yeah. was
0: um, Afshin 18 Thank you, Afshin, for that yeah. response. Because everybody gave him sure. so much
2: shit. Yep. And then he was like, I'm a fierce Viking. Look at him go. And he did his fierce Viking he stuff. Right,
0: to save the day.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, exactly.
0: Oh, that's right. I was wondering yes. I that from. As you do. Uh, what do you think, Veronica?
1: I think the same thing as Brett Kulak. If I oh. can't pick Yemi uh, because of the way he came out blazing and throwing bodies around, it's nice. got to be Brett Kulak, because he had that good first season with the Habs, like that very good season, where the Flames were immediately regretting their decisions, um, and not so great last year, and we might not know why, but so, I mean, he had it in him, right? And so I'm glad that it's it's back, baby. Yeah. Especially when it counted. Yeah. Because playoffs are when it counts. Yeah. So, and that's another aspect of the whole postseason for the Habs and how they showed up and shocked everybody. I don't care how, how many people changed from their opinion that the Habs were going to be eliminated in two games to, oh, well, the Penguins were shitty. No, I mean... They have a lot to be proud of in this postseason, and even um, you know, I know they hit a lot of posts. I know they had a lot of bad luck and everything else, but they acquitted themselves quite nicely. Paklak. 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 Alain Bignot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: I just want to hear just from Terry. That's all I care about. I want to know, know what he thinks. We never
2: will. They oh. never
1: talk.
0: Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> they say assistants, never talk.
0: I, um... Yeah, I've been, I've been giving some thought to this. I There were two things. I, there was one thing I wanted to mention, but I think Muller got enough attention for taking over for Claude spot. Um, mm-hmm. Because that was a gargantuan job to to have to go through. No uh, one of the things, though, that I don't think was talked about a ton uh, was Jake Evans. Hi yes. Yeah. Welcome to the game. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was. Not... He was not just the only time he got in trouble was against the Penguins when he got, you know, freaking taken out of a game. Yeah. Um. But after that, damn, he wised up. He looked very good out there. So I was really happy for Jake Evans. Very mature. So I was very happy about just his overall play. Just uh, he nailed it. And yeah, only, it's only to be expected from a former captain of the Notre Dame, So,
1: <laughs> well, we noticed it last year, too, with the, his very brief uh stint with the habs there he completely looked like he belonged he did not look out of his element at all
0: so if he can
1: stay healthy my goodness
0: my goodness so now comes a difficult question from simiel uh and one fan on the twitter who also has his own podcast might as well hit that up Right. Yeah. And it's not in his bio, so ha ha! No one will know <laughs> what you talk about, Simeon. We'll
3: put <laughs> it later. It <laughs> <movies>. They talk <laughs> about movies. We'll put yeah, it in the
0: they tweet. Had, they yeah, had we'll put about in the Batman tweet. <laughs> anyway. The Batman. Um, which players do you think is not there at puck drop next season? It can be because a player wasn't re-signed, was sent in the a- AHL, or was traded waived. So which player is not on the hmm, at puck drop. So who's not in the opening roster?
1: Oh, I don't know if I'm being influenced by accidentally listening to Tony Marinara more than once last week, but it just seems that because it was weird for me that um Claude Julien, did we mention him last week? He's back and he's healthy and he's feeling better than ever. Even.
0: I would be um, shocked if we missed that with John Liu. But was it's it a possibility. it last week
1: that we talked to John Liu? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So obviously. Okay. It so
0: was that two happened. years anyway,
1: So he's he's doing fine and feeling better than ever, in fact, and fully intends to be back behind the bench. But what he said about Matt was that they see him as center, which came as a surprise to me because I think that he thrives more at wing, even though he had his most successful year as a center in his career Um and so faced with that fact that they see him at center, where does he, how does he slot in on this team where all of a sudden we have an abundance of riches at center, including Jake Evans that Dave just mentioned. And so it's gonna be interesting. I don't know what was going on with Max Domi in this postseason. Or what's going on there, but If you're thinking about making a trade or doing something like that, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a move that Mark Bergevin makes, even though he's a huge fan of Max Domi and his passion. I don't know.
2: I've seen a couple people say that the higher-ups are... Agreeing with Domi as being a center because they know that they can get more on the trade market if he's marketed as a center. They can get a better return.
1: Right. And, I mean, Max Domi's not exactly a bag of pots. Like You could do something very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And David?
0: Um, I think it's uh Dale Weiss's time, but that's not uh, like I know that's not that's not like surprising, but like he has a two and a third million on contract, he's a UFA next year. And of all the players that we've seen play, I don't think he's one of the guys that comes back. If I wanted a more controversial, uh Pick for something? I don't know. I don't see too many things being moved all that much. Um we got cap next year. We're coming in with 18 million to figure out what to do with uh the likes of Charles Hudon. Do we keep him mm-hmm. over Dale weiss I don't know. Uh Max Domi, we gotta figure out his contract. And then uh three other people, uh, uh Christian Fullen, I don't know about him, Xavier Willet, uh Victor Mete, we gotta figure him out too. And then, of course, the question of a backup goalie.
1: Yes. That's yes. What want. It's not so, about who we're not, who's going to be gone. It's about who's coming in.
0: Exactly. And I think that's that's I think that's a crazier question because, um, man, we might as well just get the whole beast. Spend twenty million on goalies. Yes. And it. They'll be fine. Do
2: it. Do it. Do it. Do it exactly. What? Thank you. Thank you for finally getting on the best train. I've been saying this for like a year. It's true. One A, one B. And imagine we have the two most weird, intense goalies in the league. Oh yes. Boat we'd have two brick walls. Mm-hmm. They yeah. would go camp. Like they would go camping together. Just be like, listen, like we're gonna go yes. camping, oh, we're gonna God. bond, we're gonna figure out our shit. It would be like the great goalie camping trip. They'd go fishing. It'd be insane. Liv and Liv would meet their tortoises. Oh, have a great time. Like it. The whole for people who don't know, the Holtbees have tortoises, pet tortoises. Um, it would be amazing. Even even if it was for one year, one one year Ooh. of Carrie and Holby until Primo's ready. Fucking
1: imagine. And even more like than us. one year. And I mean, like yeah. what, it, putting all of the eggs in Kaden Primo's basket. I mean, let's hold our horses here. It's true. And let's see, you know, right. But it's just because it's so it's, everybody's on the Primo bandwagon. Um, I'm excited about him too, but I mean, playing in the NHL is a whole other animal. And if, if we're talking about how the window is shortening or the window is closing quote unquote for both uh Monsieur Price and Weber, you know, bring in Hopey for a year or two because we've all seen what arrested Carrie Price can do. We yep. just witnessed it. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Difference maker. All right, Difference we'll take one maker. more question. Okay. <laughs> this is from Jacob, Medic Goalie84.
3: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read these until tonight by the way.
3: That's a
1: <laughs>
0: Jacob's question reads as follows, <laughs> verbatim, quote-unquote. Why is Dave, unquote, verbatim? Why uh, is Dave? Beth, I'll let you take uh, the reins on this one.
2: He's very passionate, and his grandfather <laughs> was a lumberjack. He was raised by a lumberjack. That's fair. Also Dr. Pepper.
0: That's fair. Veronica, also- what do you think?
1: I believe that everything that Beth mentioned is true.:
0: Yes, it is.
1: Um, I also think that our friend Dave is a he's, an, he's a dedicated lover of music and a musician. He's yeah. a player of competitive sports. Yeah. He is an academic. He has a degree in history. And I think that's not the only degree you have, Dave.
0: I would uh, I'd be remiss to tell you that you're wrong.
1: I'm, okay, so you only have the one degree?
0: Uh, I said that incorrectly because I'm an academic. So <laughs> I would be remiss to correct you. Oh, that's what okay. I meant to say.
1: So Okay, so all Implying other- that I have
0: more than one degree.
1: <laughs> yes, you do have more than one degree. I forget what the other one is, but I just want to finish my point. That because of the sportsmanship, this, well, the sports, uh, affinity for sports, the he's a musician, he is an historian, and all of the above amount to a passion for humanity and what's right and what's wrong. And I just think that, uh, that's all all of that stuff is what is this combustible that we call David O J yes
0: yeah it is, uh, it, is like it, it is kind of like it is kind of like putting everything in a can and shaking it
2: you're <laughs> you're, con- you're he is very concentrated like if you've yes. ever had oh my god cranberry juice concentrate <laughs> and like added like a ghost pepper to that that's Steve.
0: hmm Yeah. Delicious. And
1: understanding history means not repeating it, which is why he's really fucking pissed these days. Yes.
0: I'm usually angry. Yeah. That's, he's that's very okay. angry. Thank angry. you. That's incredibly, incredibly nice. My nerd rage, yeah, uh, thing there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other degree I have, since it was reached, yes. is, uh, informatics, uh, data science. Oh, right,
1: right, right. Mm-hmm. Interesting so. combination.
0: Yeah, uh, I did that though out of necessity because comp- the, the computer science program at U Albany was far too difficult, and I ended up dropping <laughs> every class and breaching contract <laughs> and staying at the dorms even though I had one class. Somehow circumventing their whole system of kicking people out that didn't have more than half time classes. It was a, it was quite a story. I, I managed it. So I'm also a swindler. Now
2: <laughs> a pirate. Yes. A
0: pirate. So so what happened is that, okay, I'm not going to manage computer science, but what I can manage is history because I can write a paper about anything. And that's why I have the history degree, went back to school years later to finish up a computer technical degree. And that's why I have my informatics degree. And that's why uh, I have a, a vast chest of education degrees for whatever reason. It just so happened to be the thing because it's also I went to I went to college during the crash in 2009 and it was just mm. it was a completely different world back then. But um, all of that doesn't make it doesn't matter because no. all of you were very nice, very sweet. And I appreciate your comments. And so I think you can't sing, of both yeah. of you.
1: You can't mm-hmm. sing don't know much about history. <laughs>
0: I can't
2: see don't, right. don't know much about biology. biology. You have to replace it with another subject.
1: Yeah. Don't know
0: much, don't know bi- much about fascism.
2: Took. <laughs> Dave, you know a lot about fascism.
0: I know yeah, a ton about do. fascism. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say have, fashion. <laughs> I have three textbooks hanging in my shelf that deal specifically with the whys of fascism in Weimar, uh, Oh no, in the, in the Weimar Republic in Germany
1: what's hilarious Three. to me is how people have completely taken over the word fascism and have no idea what the meaning of the word is anymore
0: it's kind of like how people don't understand the difference between communism and socialism yeah. that will be hey guys, our next week's episode yeah.
3: Yeah. bye bye, <laughs> bye. bye.
0: But let's oh, you you,
2: if you have a
0: smartphone
2: and you have a word on your phone Sorry. you can highlight that word and then you can click look up or define and your phone will just give you the definition. You don't have to Google it or anything. Yeah. You can literally, you can highlight that word and it'll look it up for you. And then you can learn what it means and use it properly so that you can clearly communicate your thoughts to other people and not fuck your own shit up.
0: Boring! <laughs> Very helpful,
2: <in> that.
3: <laughs>
0: that, was,
2: that.
3: That was about...
0: Yes. Fascism. Fascism's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Gold silver